Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm John Corrigan with ASI Media, and today I'm joined by Chris Farris, CEO of Boost Promotions in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Chris, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Just, uh, we moved, we're in Beverly now, Beverly, oh. Massachusetts. Yeah, we moved back in December into some larger space. What, I mean, how was it moving in December? Was it uh, crazy with the pandemic and everything? No, no, it was easy. Yeah. It was All no right. problem. Um, yeah, we just needed, I mean, we grew so much in, in 2020, we just grew out of the space. So we had to get uh, some new space. I still haven't done anything with my office, but hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, 2020 because you guys had a fantastic 2020, primarily, if I'm correct, because of PPE. And it seems that we could be facing you know, an influx of PPE, a high demand of PPE uh, soon with all these mass mandates coming back. First of all, what, what do you think of all that? Are, are you surprised that PPE is making a comeback? Um, no. Well, I never thought we'd be here again. Okay, yeah. so that, let me just put it that way. But no, I, I think the fear is is a huge component of our lives. And I am not talking about data. I'm not talking about anything else. But just you turn on the news, it's fear. I mean, commercials are fear. You know, you don't use this toothpaste, you're going to get gingivitis, right? Everything is fear-based. So yeah. based on that, I'm not surprised. Um, so I, I, I think... What, what the numbers are and what's real and what's not. I have no clue. Don't get into it. But just based on the fear level uh, alone, yeah, uh, I'm not surprised that it's coming back. Yeah. Now, you guys, t- talk a little bit about last year, if you can. Uh, sure. You guys had such great success pivoting to PPE. Yeah. 2020 obviously was an interesting year. Uh, yeah, and and. and we pivoted to PPE, but I would say it was just introducing a new category. I think I've said this before, right? Because PPE has, whether it's sanitizer, has been in our industry um, for a long time. So, yeah, predominantly we were introduced to various uh, different industries, obviously, with, with the 2020 and the pandemic happening. So we pivoted. Our supply chain was, was intact, so it didn't matter if there was a mask or a mug, whatever you do, right? Of course, there was a little bit more to it with all the specifications on a, a shipping standpoint, a logistical standpoint. So um, we did we did go into that um, very, very big, whether it was for, uh, you know, various states that we have contracts with, whether it was uh, hospitals and uh, networks and things like that, because they were struggling as well. I mean, everybody was struggling at the same time. So, yeah, we did do that, but at the same time was really kind of looking forward as well and trying to see what is, when we come out of this, whatever that may be, what is the world going to look like moving forward, not on a short-term basis, but on a long-term basis? And are we set up to succeed with that? Because if if you weren't ready for this, uh, for 2020 and what happened um, from a a capital standpoint, a lot of people went out of business because they didn't have enough capital. You know, they they ran very thin, and so if you weren't ready on a capital standpoint, uh, on an infrastructure standpoint, um, or just kind of looking forward, 
um, you weren't going to make it through it. So I've always said it's not if, it's when the next thing is going to happen and you have to be prepared. We never know what that next thing is. I mean, look at look at 9-11, look at this, look at the financial industry, all completely crazy situations and unexpected situations, whether it was the financial terrorism or now a, a, a pandemic from a virus standpoint. I mean, these are three different, completely different Absolutely. things. So yeah. whatever that next thing is, you have to be ready for whatever that is. Um, that was so that's what we've kind of done now moving forward out of the PPE to 2020. Now, would you, uh, you know, say, say the demand for PPE does come back. Are you ready to fulfill that demand? Sure. Yeah, I think I don't think it's not. Obviously, it's not going to be what we were in 2020 because uh, masks were never even a thing. Um, so trying to find all of that. I think people are ready. I think um, corporations already have what they need and they have stock of it. So I, I don't see it coming back like it was. Um, certainly from a disposable standpoint, maybe a little bit, but again, um, infrastructures and supplies are already very prevalent now. Um, and there's stuff coming in all the time. From a branded standpoint, you know, that was the least kind of we did because some people didn't want their brand on a mask to correlate with this or a, yeah a gator or whatnot. Uh, but I think because we are going into the, the back to office thing, right? So I think more of a, from a branded situation, a company now will uh, provide a welcome back kit. And in that kit could be a branded mask, some sanitizer for their, their desk. So I see that probably a little bit more from yeah. just from purely a boost standpoint in our clients and what we're looking for. And I'll be quite frank, I'm not proactively doing what I did, um, you know, in March, April, May, and June of 2020. Uh, I'm not, because we are very, we're so busy now and still growing and um, onboarding new clients literally every month. I'm focusing on the future. If that's taking a small hit, because I don't want to do the masks, but if that comes up, we'll be, we'll be ready no matter what. Excellent. You, now, obviously, you guys moved into a new office. I assume, does that mean that everybody's back in the office or, or no? Yeah, yeah. We have a back? hybrid model. Uh, okay. We've been back for a long time. Um, everybody's respectful to each other. And, um, yeah, we, you know, people work here a couple of days a week from home or from wherever they want. You know, okay. it doesn't matter. We, we were set up technology from a technology standpoint prior to uh, 2020. So we have already had the infrastructure in the technology in place for that. Let's just call it remote working wherever yeah. you want to do remote is fine. So what about vaccines? Uh, so much conjecture out there. Schools, businesses. Are you guys uh, requiring that employees be vaccinated? Is it is it a mask policy? What what's going on at Boost? Sure. Um, my feeling is this: I have, as a human being and an employer, I have no right to tell anyone what to do with their bodies. It's none of my business um, in any facet. I mean, your medical yeah. information is private information. Um, so, what they want to do is up to them. So we don't require anything like that. If people feel uncomfortable and they want to wear a mask, 
they'll wear a mask. If they don't, they don't. If they want to get the vaccine, they'll get it. If not, they won't. Uh, but I don't think it's, this is my personal opinion only, uh, it's yeah. my place to tell any human being, especially an adult, what to do with their bodies. Yeah. No, I, com- I completely agree. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, we, we, you know, you're talking about being the employer. And obviously this past year had to put your leadership skills really to the test, as it did with any industry mm-hmm. leader. Uh, wh- what did you learn as being the boss, as being the guy in charge, having to go through something no one's ever gone through before? What kind right. of lessons or, or for you, you know, what did you take out of this? Yeah, I, I think nothing prepares you for what we went through uh, right. from a leadership or any standpoint, never mind, even from an employee standpoint, when there's nothing to do because no clients are doing anything, they feel bad, like, what do you do? Uh, so I think it's it's more bringing in the human element, which I've always been a big proponent of, uh, but having empathy and understanding and looking at from both sides or every side uh, possible, uh, because people's opinions are just that and their feelings. So we really got more into the personal standpoint uh, from a leadership, you know, be, because before it's like, here's what we're going to do for boost promotions. Now it's not only here's what we're going to do for boost promotions. Here's what we need to do in order to keep you as an individual safe and your family safe. Um, And what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? So it's not like a politics standpoint, but it's more of just a, a, you know, a preference standpoint. So I think it learned for me to be um, a lot more open um, and having an open dialogue, which we've always had here, but a really open dialogue and, and not judging anyone based on their, you know, beliefs, preferences, et cetera, and just being empathetic to the situation and how they feel. And then working with everybody and having the employee input is massive. I've always been a big, I won't make any decisions without people's input. Yes, I have the final decision, but I want everybody's uh, input, especially within their um, divisions. If they run a, a division, I'm not operating within that standpoint. So I want them to be able to be able to, cor- you know, formulate their own policies and procedures on what's going to work because they're the they're the ones that are actually operating on a daily basis. So I think, but just from a, a, a standpoint of a leadership, man, it was, I mean, it was crazy, um, and, and just being really uh, understanding of everybody's situation and comfort level. That, that's what really uh, I learned from it a lot. Excellent. Um, well, right now, you know, we're going through another tough time, not just with uh, Delta or, or COVID or anything of that nature, but the supply chain. Supply mm. chain disruption, as, as crazy as it's ever been. Um, how have you been uh, navigating this? And then what do you see for uh, Q4, which is when this is expected to really blow up? Yeah, man, it's, it sucks. Period. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no really way to sugarcoat it. Everything from a, a supply chain standpoint, whether it's, you know, you know, shortage staffing shortages, production is crazy right now. I mean, their production, everybody's production schedules, they can't keep up, um, you know, material shortages, increase of costs, uh, timeframes, everything is blown up, no inventory for yeah. stuff. So what we've done already, we've actually are already starting to do holiday you know, for Q4. Now Absolutely. it's the summer, right? So, but we're telling everyone, really just educating them on a daily basis um, or weekly basis saying, listen, here's the situation. Um, yeah. Okay. We, I got an email this morning. We have an event on nine seventeen. 
That's 30 days from now. That's not that far now right. with the, the new thing. So we really have to, from our standpoint, be an educator. Uh, we always have to educate people on, on the process, but now more than ever, um, because you know everybody's got the letter from UPS and FedEx, no more, they didn't guarantee anything anyway, but they can't even, there's nothing, who knows? If it gets delivered, great, like cross your fingers. <laughs> so I think it's really looking forward and educating because what I don't want it to do is there is demand from our clients out there, right? So for, for merch, yeah. I don't want this to hinder the demand or them ending up doing something different and us not getting an order or being able to service them. So that's what I don't want. So that's why we're being proactive uh, early now and saying, here's what you need to do. But also when the uh, stuff comes in, really educating them and says, listen, if it doesn't get there, we're not responsible. And like, yeah. this is a risk we all have to take, but if you're willing to take it, we're gonna help. But also all my teams now know when quoting stuff out, check the inventories quickly, see what's there, because they change on a daily basis. Um, and not only that, have a second and third option, just in case, yeah. to a similar item, um, you know, if it's not like, you know, a, a next level t-shirt or something, that there's you know three suppliers, but always have something else in the queue, so if they come back, we can sell an alternative to them. So that's what we're kind of doing. We're taking it day by day, man. It's 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 not easy. I'll tell you that we have enough to think about in our business. There's so many moving parts, um, and now with the supply chain on every aspect of it completely broken, yeah. um, it's just adds another layer of insanity to our everyday lives. Absolutely. Now, uh, for, for instance, you, you mentioned that, that you got an email this morning. The, these uh, customers wanted a month away. I, I know you don't want to turn business away, but there's no possible way this thing's going to get there in time, right? I mean, there's, we, I mean, like that's just a fault. Well, we might be. It I, might there's be. There's okay. a lot of items in there, so we already have a call set up today. Um, so that's what we do right away. Because I don't think conveying something by email is is the right way to do it. There's just too much information. Exactly. Um, so we are going to get on a call, and we're going to see um, what their number one, number two, number three kind of because it's a three or four day event, if I believe. Uh, so each day, you know, they're looking to introduce different items, whether the, whatever the theme is during the the festival. So um, we're going to make something happen. 100%. Yeah. Like, we're going to make something happen, whether it's the full scope of it or they increase the quantity for an item that we can make happen, then we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But um, I agree. Like, it's, I won't turn business away. I will, but it's going to be very difficult for me too. But if, if we can't find a solution, we'll let yeah. them know. But I think we can find something. I think there's, there's always a way and uh, we'll find it. That's the gumption you have to have to survive in this industry. Yeah, especially now, man. It's, yeah. Like I said, it's, 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 I've never, I mean, I've been doing this almost 20 years. I've ne you always have a pocket of something. Right. This is, there's too many pockets um, that's happening all at once. What do you, how, how do you, how do you cope with that? I mean, do you ever be like, you know, I, I need a break. I got, you know, wh wh why did I get into this? You know, do you ever come up with these ideas? Like, especially never. during something like this? Never. Okay. I love it. I love really? It. I love it. I do. I, I think for me, I'm, uh, when my back is up against the wall, let's just say it like during COVID and the lockdown, like, what are you going to do? You don't right. have an option, right? Let's move forward. Let's be positive. Let's stay positive. Let's find solutions. And if something happened, doesn't happen, 
great. What did we learn from it and how can we be more prepared later on? So I'm not in this for, I mean, like I said, it's almost 20 years. Boost is, it will be 14 years and two, two months or something. Uh, I'm not in this for the, and I've been with my clients for a very long time. Um, I love this. So we're going to find solutions, but we're also going to learn from every single step of the way. Uh, 2020 taught us a lot. We introduced new services. I mean, and we've been growing. I mean, we've got quadruple the office space and storage and, you know, loading dock and everything else now because of what's happened. Like, keep learning, keep introducing new services that are going to be able to help the clients during any challenging situation. And if something doesn't work out, great. What happened? Let's back it up. Could have we done anything different? If so, how and why? And if not, if we just weren't prepared for it on a, on a capabilities or services standpoint, is this something that is it a one-off or is it going to be something that we see moving forward? So then we can introduce something else. I have no problem hiring people. I have no problem building for the future with the future being unknown because I know what's going to happen. And I know if, if my team is absolutely amazing um, and we always will find a solution the best way we can. I, I was going to cut you off, but now I got to ask another question. Yeah, hit me. You mentioned hiring. Nobody can seem to find people that, that are qualified for their position that they're looking for. Have you been hiring? Have you run into challenges with hiring? Always challenges with hiring, even pre-COVID. Um, I've always had challenges, I think, finding great people because it's not all about the experience. For, for me, um, you can have a great, somebody that has experience come over, but then bring all the habits from a company maybe that doesn't have the same culture that you have. I'm more of a culture-based person. Uh, I, I hire people, not resumes. I barely look at the resume ever. Wow. <laughs> I do, I, I skim through it. Yeah. But think about this, all right? Who's going to put something bad on a resume? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's all positive. It's all fluff. It is what it is. Okay. You were here, here, and here. Great. Maybe let's find out, then talk to them. Why did you leave here or do this or that? But it's more about the individual. Um, so finding good people is always tough. It's always tough, I feel. Um, I mean, we're, I, will, I would hire, you know, especially on a sales standpoint, inside sales, outside sales, I would hire 10 people right now if I could find the, the right people, without a right. doubt. Um, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of companies out there have that corporate culture and really we have such a great culture here and I've been in sales my entire life. So I'm more skewed towards that and yeah. have more empathy for for them. Um, so, yeah. So to answer your question, it is difficult, um, to find great people, good, good people. And I think from more of a cultural fit, like we like to have fun and, and, right. and work hard and everything else, but, uh, there's a lot of leeway here as well. What, you know, in your mind, what, what would make a good person for you to hire? Is there something particular? I know that I remember reading somewhere that if a person played sports in school, they're more likely to be a better team player, a more fit in the office than somebody who didn't. Is that, does things like that come into your process? A little bit, maybe if you're green, meaning right out of college. Okay. Okay. Cause you don't have the social skills yet. You don't have the networking skills. You don't have any company skills unless it's an internship or, you know, whatever. So I think there, those attributes for me, I look for a little bit more. Okay. What do they do from that standpoint? How do they interact? How do they play it? Like if it's a sport, um, no, I just, I, I talk to the people and kind of get, uh, it's for me, it's a feeling that I have when I meet them and we're talking with them. Um, yeah. and, and rather than did you play a sport or not, especially a, how about if they're 40 years old? 
those those are kind of gone. But no, just um, I, I think good, genuine, honest people um, that may not have the skill set but are willing to do what it takes to make it happen and to learn that skill set um, and being able to adapt to various situations, our industry especially. You have yeah. to be able to adapt very quickly um, or change what you're doing. Like, for instance, like I said, like that thing that came in this morning, whoever's team that's on, okay, somebody's got to change. Somebody's got to get off a project if they can and then get on this one fast, right? So looking for those kind of skill sets um, to be able to do that rather than like play a sport. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Is there anything that I didn't touch on, anything you want people to know, anything you want the industry to know? No, I, well, the industry, gosh, just hold on tight, go for it, yeah. um, and, and just be be able to adapt, and, and don't be afraid to say no, too, especially now, because I'd rather not take an order than it not go through or not get right. there, as you promised, because there's a lot of yes people out there, um, but no, that's all, I, I think just, we're all going to get through this, it's, um, it's a crazy time, and it's always going to be a crazy time, but this more often than not, just be empathetic to everything. Do the best you can, but just make sure you're prepared for the future. Um, yeah, and we're always hiring. So there's as <laughs> well a little plug there, which I hate to do. But Absolutely. Plug away. This is yeah. what Pro Insiders is all about. Yeah, no, listen, it, it, you can, anybody can email me directly. Uh, I'm happy to, we're always looking for wonderful, wonderful people. Excellent. Well, Chris, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks, John. I appreciate it.